the phenomenalist design and racism Alicia Olushola Ajayi Yes, yeah, so as I said, Alicia is a recent graduate from uh, Washington University in St. Louis. Um, and she's now working in Boston on uh, actually quite fascinating projects that she might or might not tell us about. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, if she does not, I invite you to ask her about it after, uh, after the whole round table. All right, so um, my name is Alicia. I'm just going to share kind of where my headspace is right now um, and some of the research that I started in grad school. Um, so I recently just finished the book Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates, which is an amazing book. And um, the premise is it's a black father who has written a letter to his son um, explaining to him what it means to be a black male in the US. And um, what's so striking about this book is one of the quotes is, um, here's what I would like for you to know. In America, it is traditional to destroy the black body. It is heritage. And he mentions and he references the body quite a bit throughout his book. And I'm struck by this because um, he chooses to address topics of race and injustice with such a physicality um, that is his body. Um, he talks about his body in relation to the world and how he often feels in opposition with the world. Um, so his book suggests um, that there's a fundamental truth of ownership that a lot of blacks feel like they just don't have in this country. Um, not only is ownership of black bodies still being challenged today in America, um, but that America as we know it, as the American dream, can't really thrive without that ownership of black bodies. Um, his book also suggests something else, um, which is kind of the root of my, my exploration. Um, since blacks have a different perspective, a different experience in this country, how does that affect how we perceive space and how we um, experience space? Um, so he's not the first to do this. There's been many artists who have done this, visual artists. Um, I had examples of William Pope L. And, Hank Willis Thomas Jr. who really rely on this idea of physicality to explore issues of race. Um, so I've, been, I've become very interested in thinking about heritage and legacies, especially in relation to space. Um, particularly this American idea of property and how ownership of property um, was expanded to incorporate the work that happened on land and then also the bodies that created that work that happened on the land. Um, so, um, as Leopold mentioned, I went to school in St. Louis, which is a um, which was an amazing place to study. Um, I did architecture and social work there, so I was able to bounce around a lot. And um, because of these questions, um, it led me to this small town, Brooklyn, Illinois, which is just east of uh, St. Louis, on the other side of the Mississippi, um, and. Um, what's interesting about this place, um, it's Brooklyn, Illinois. It was established in 1829 by freed and runaway slaves. Um, and during a time when uh, Missouri was a slave state and Illinois was a free state. And in 1873, it became incorporated, which just means that there was now a political system. But what's so fascinating about this is that it was an all-black settlement, which was just... Um, 
pretty unlikely, especially for it to exist right here. It was surrounded by white um, industrial suburbs. And so when most of African-American men um, were still working on plantations, um, the men in this area were working in these industries. Um, and so they were able to build this kind of self-sufficient um, area. Of course, um, as soon as industry starts to die, uh, Brooklyn starts to die. Um, it's also plagued by one of the biggest race riots in the United States um, in East St. Louis, just south of Brooklyn, less than a five-minute drive. Um, and so I was looking into this, um, trying to gear up for my final thesis project in grad school, and I started to look at different timelines, social, political, and spatial timelines, and trying to create um, and create um, a narrative to explain what happened to Brooklyn. And um, a lot of things came up. I mean, there, I, I certainly didn't discover this, but um, there's an archeological dig there going now, and there's a significant attempt to try to get Brooklyn on uh, the National Registry because they found voids in the earth that suggest that it's been linked to the Underground Railroad. Um, there's um, been uh, several artifacts that have been uncovered, but it also led to this whole network of what um, I'm referring to as freedom villages. I found this term in a book. Um, and freedom villages are just uh, African-American settlements that were established from uh, early 1800s to about 1940. And um, one could really think of this as the first wave of black nationalism in the US. Um, and so I, I did a lot of things um, trying to explore this topic. I made a short, a very, very short film. I made a lot of collages, um, um, but I also tried to do some rigorous research. Even though I'm not a researcher and I come from the architecture <laughs> background, I tried to be a little bit more rigorous. Um, and so right now, um, where I've kind of, oh, and also I should say, because I'm in the architecture school, they forced me to do a building. Um, and so I, I wanted to think of, I would have been completely happy not doing a building. Um, but I really um, wanted to incorporate this work into what it meant physically. And so um, I started to think about how history is created and how, whose histories are being created and who gets to dictate um, that. And so this idea of an institute, a research institute came to mind where people who were interested in studying this network of freedom villages could come. And um, the, the, science, the project was called Freedom Village Research Institute. And the space was really um, meant to challenge traditional modes of academia and research. Um, in the African American community, a lot of our research falls back to oral, um, oral storytelling because there's not a lot of uh, historical records um, that document these freedom villages, or we've, or, or these histories have been actively erased or ignored. And so, um, creating this new, um, creating this space to encourage this new mode or mechanism of how we create history um, has become important to me. So, I did the project. <laughs> And then I um, made a website called freedomvillage.info. Um, I encourage you guys to go visit it. Um, and I'm trying to track down all of these networks and kind of do on a, large, a much larger and much robust scale 
um, you know, the social, the economic, and political implications um, of why this history matters. And so that leads me to the final question of you know, why, does, why does this matter? And I remember when I was deciding to go back into grad school, I got a degree um, in architecture, a bachelor's degree. And I read that um, some staggering stats, uh, some that Leopold just mentioned. But one that particularly hit me was 0.2% um, of licensed architects are African-American women in the country. And it really, really um, turned, um, it really had an effect on me. Um, not to make it sound so grandiose, but if I become an architect, essentially it's history, because it's that rare. Um, and so I started to try to look for more literature about diversity in architecture. And it was often really um, discouraged that the conversation always stopped at representation. Um, it's all about uh, increasing numbers and student counts. And I've been told this at my own institution whenever I've tried to raise issues about diversity up. You know, we're trying our best to get more African Americans in here and um, in the student body. But um, I believe that, you know, while it might be an empathetic gesture, um, trying to get uh, more African Americans into the profession or visibly seen um, in the profession, I, I think I would um, tend to side with Coates on this, that it's um, empathy is usually an empty gesture. And until we can look and confront our histories and see um, what the real root of the issue is of these ideologies, um, nothing's really going to change. So that's, that's kind of where I am with my research. Um, it's very preliminary. I'm very I'm at the beginning. I'm not a researcher yet. Or, <laughs> so um, I welcome people's thoughts. Um, you can come and find me afterwards. I'm always looking for collaborators. Thanks for listening. <laughs>